So I'm, I'm recording. So I'm very excited. Very excited. And I feel a bit selfish. Like, I'm kind of just taking this time to think about something that I think is very cool. And like very like, like helpful for my Abedas Hashem. But like, I don't like so much Makoros. Like I don't have any. And like I don't know that much Torah yet. So it's really just like my own experience. Like how I connect to Tefillah. And I think like just Tefillah itself is like super important. And like it's like Tefillah is something that obviously like learning Torah. But learning Torah is, I think, also a very, there's a big individual aspect to it. But when it comes to tefillah, tefillah is something that you have in three times a day. And in camp, you have the easiest opportunity just to have a minion three times a day. And I think it's, I think it's a good opportunity, you know, like, just straight now to kind of, you know, figure out how we can really take tefillah and, like, allow it to enhance our summers and just enhance our day-to-day. Because, like, if you would have asked me, like, ten years ago, what does connecting to Hashem mean? I would have said tefillah, but like, I don't know if I really knew what that meant. And now, I don't think I necessarily know all of what it means, but I think I could have a bit more of an insight, maybe, or just like, I, th- I hope I could like, bring something that could help elevate what tefillah means. So, the Mishnah Bureau says that, it's interesting, it, it brings up that, the, when it comes to, for example, Shemanasri, that if you have kavana, oh, it also comes up in Prina Allah, that if you, that if you just have the kavana for the first bracha of Shemanashe, just the first bracha, which is like uh, Magen Avram, then you're Yotze, like, even if you're totally dozing off and you're saying the rest of the words. Which is like really like wacky. Like, Shemanashe could be long. Like, the first bracha could take like two seconds. And then the rest are just like, you know, Shema Kuleinu, Modin, like all these other like brachos that are so like powerful and that could have such connection. Like, Magen Avram is like nice, but like, how, how does it really make sense that that's the bracha that if you say it you have total kavana? So how I how I'm able to connect to that, how I understand that is that that whole bracha it starts off with which okay you know the God of our forefathers. But what does that really mean that he, that we're speaking to Hashem like the God of our forefathers? What does that mean that it was speaking? How does that connect to our day to day lives? You know, like, I, I'm working as a madrich, I'm sports staff, I'm in yeshiva, I'm in university. Like, how does me being connected to Avram Yaakov play into my tefillah? Like, like what's like Avram Yitzhak? My forefather's great, but I don't live in Chavron. Like, I'm not there 24-7. Like, I don't, how do I feel that connection? How does that apply to me? And I, I think something that's, like, very cool that I think applies to just tefillah as a whole. And just Avram Hashem as a whole is that... When you hear about the stories of Avram, you hear the stories of Yitzhak, of Yaakov, the, the faith that they had in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and all the silence they went through. Avram was, Midrash says he was thrown into a furnace, and he survived, and Yitzhak was on the Akedah, he was about to be slaughtered by his own father, Yaakov, with lava, and like, they all went through these terrible things. And then what we see through them, that we learn, like, Bereshus is kind of not really coming up, I mean... You know, time flies by fast. We're going to be there again. We're going to be hearing these stories. It's going to be the beginning of a new year again. It's like, this is like the foundations of our faith is the Avos. And, and how they survived and how they connected to Kaddish Baruch Hu in, in really like crazy situations, crazy stories. And, and we're supposed to feel connected to that. We're supposed like, what are we supposed to, how are we supposed to understand this? How are we supposed to understand this connection? So, Okay. 
Just to put that on the side for a second. I heard something very, very interesting also when it comes to tefillah. When you're davening, you know, davening shakras, for example, is when you wake up early in the morning, right? And the first thing you're doing, it's like you're dying, you know, brushing your teeth, and then you're going straight to shakras. I've seen a lot of people in yeshiva, they tell me, it's like, I'm sleeping through, I'm sleeping through davening. My eyes are like closed, you know, I'm like, I'm supposed to, Shakti's supposed to be so important, supposed to how I start my day, you know, he's kaber kumo ari, you know, he's supposed to wake up like a lion, you know, he's supposed to be ready to, you know, start your day strong and fire, but like, you're davening, your Shakti's is like, you know, you're, you're, I, people told me they fell asleep during the Shemunasri, like, I hear stories, it's like, it's a very hard thing to do, Shak, like, davening's in a voda, it's really, it is really hard, it's really hard to wake up in the morning and to connect to something that's very ab- abstract, very like, you know, it's not so connected. It's not like, you know, when you're doing chesed, you know, when you're giving tzedakah, you see what you're doing. You're, you're putting tzedakah, you can see. You know, when you're volunteering, you know, your you're, you're soup charities or whatever it is. Like, you can see that's an avodah Hashem, you know, you're doing your chesed. But you see the totah, you see the masin, you see the totah, you see the action, you see what comes out of that. Tefillah is really not like that. It's just, it's this type of avodah, it's not even like learning Torah where you have that Torah and then you could share it. It's not like learning... It's really just something that's like, you're doing it like, you're in that game by yourself. You're logged in for yourself. And there's no really way to like, make it, you know, something, you know, that seems real. Something that seems actual. So first thing in the morning and try to make these words, try to make these, these words that you're saying something real. Especially when it's like, you know, Barakha Leni, like praying for seemingly about the weather, about the crops. Like, I'm not really a farmer, you know, like. How am I supposed to connect? How am I supposed to, you know, really have kavana for this? So, to take this, to take this back to kind of what I was saying with the first bracha. Avraham Yitzhak Yaakov, he went through all their, all their nisayons and they, it, it's, I think it's so beautiful. Like, I'm a big guy. I, I really like the idea of misora. You know, like, I've been in this camp, Baruch Hashem, it's my eighth summer, which like, like, people have been there longer than me. But it's like, I've seen like how like I've, I've generally seen like people here like like when they were a year older than me they're now like scans like people that are like I like my brothers like I've seen them become Russia does like Russia gun like I, I love the whole idea of like Misora and like how things could pass on from one to the other and like just like side point being like in camp being a counselor is like where that is so like idealized where you have this ability just to pass things on from one to another where you're able to like Take everything you've gained in your life from your past majrichi, majricho, from bad things that happened to your life and how you want to switch that. You have the ability in, in camp just to really make this beautiful environment, to really like make a misora, make a chain of like, you know, there could be like a billion other Talivi, you know? Because Talivi does a great job at his, this summer, as a Gimel Majir. People, they're going to see him learning. And like all of you guys, you're all going to do your own individual things and you guys are going to be amazing in that. And you guys are, that's just a start. I like the idea of Masora. It's cool. I think it's really cool. Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov are our forefathers. Every single thing they went through is reflective in what we go through each and every single day. How that connects to Tefillah, just one way. Avram, he, the Chacham say that Avram, he established Shachris. Yitzhak, Mincha, Yaakov, Mariv. Right? They took times in their days to totally to Avodah Hashem. They had all their, their trials and tribulations and, and they found time to pray to Hashem. Like, it strengthened their connection to Kaddish Baruch And Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, they're not like, 
oh, he's like that crazy Rebbe who's like such a gadol that like you have to like tremble when you're next to him. There are avotinu. There are forefathers. When you see your father, obviously you, you hopefully you have love for him. But like he's your father, you know you love him. You know you 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 embrace him. Like you learn from him. Like that's in a way that's like like he means so much to you. And that's what Avraham Yitzchak for Yaakov. There, there are fathers. They're the people that we look up to, but not just we look up to, they love us. There's this crazy, this was probably the first piece of Torah I ever learned. I don't know if I almost cried, but like the next morning, I just thought about it so much. It comes up in Parsha Vayechi, how, how um, Yaakov's, Yaakov Avinu's on his deathbed. He's on his deathbed. And he's telling his sons like, Rachel, he, I think he's explained, he's justifying to Yosef, he's like, I'm sorry about what happened to your, ma- to your mother. Like, Rachel, like, I, I, don't, I don't know what the exact pasuk is, but it's, it's the lashon of, like, meti alai. Like, she died on me, which is weird. Like, to say, like, obviously he's trying to take accountability. Like, yeah, like, Rachel, like, you know, she, the whole thing with the idol of Van, it's a long story, but, like, he's saying, like, listen, Yosef, I'm sorry about what happened to your mother. But what's that lashon of Allah? What's that lashon of Allah? So, Roshi Tebosa, abbreviations or acronym? Abbreviations, I think, of Allah is... Ayin Lamed Yud. Acronym. Sorry. The acronym of Alai is of Alai is Ayin Lamed Yud. So what does that mean? What's what's a, what's a midrash on that? Esav Lavan Yosef. What's Yaakov Avinu saying? He's saying that Recha when she died, right? It's actually very interesting because the lie comes up one more time in Bereshis. Right before ya- Rivka tells Yaakov to leave, she tells Yaakov Avinu. Don't worry about the fact that you tricked your father Yitzchak. Your sins will be a lie, will be on me. What's Rivka doing when she says a lie? She's warning Yaakov, don't worry. What you're gonna face, the tzars you're gonna face are Esav is gonna try to chase you, Lavan's gonna trick you, and Yosef's gonna be, you're gonna lose Yosef. Those will be your tzaros, but go, you'll be safe. Just leave from here, don't worry about it, a lie. So what's Yaakov Avinu doing now when he's telling Yosef? That your sins will be a lie. That Yosef, that Rachel's death was a lie, was on him. He's saying that Rachel's death was not what expected. I didn't expect that to happen. I knew Esau was going to try to kill me. I knew Levan was going to trick me. I knew Yosef was going to leave. I was supposed to be with Rachel forever. It was supposed to be me. We were supposed to be there forever till the end. We were supposed to maras b'machpila. But I didn't expect this to happen. This is so out of my rearview mirror. I didn't see it. I didn't expect it to happen. How did I get to this? That's yeah, but oh, and what does okay, right? That's I just think that's a cool idea. I hope you guys liked that as much as I did. I think that lashon of a lie is very cool. I'm sorry, this is like this. It's like I'm sorry. I just really think that's cool. But what does Yaakov even say after that? Hamalcha goaloti. Rashi says, right? Rashi says, like, oh, this is the angel that watched over Yaakov. Doesn't say Michael, doesn't say Gabriel, doesn't say what's this mala. So this is my opinion. I don't, I could be totally off. But what I think it's, I, th- I think it's a really, could be a cute idea. I could be totally wrong. Please correct me if you know the answer. But I think what it's a little hint to is that like, listen, Yosef, like, Rachel wasn't supposed to die on you. Rachel was totally unexpected. But Amal Goa, like, she will be the angel watching over you. Right, we know that where's Rachel buried? She's Beit Lechem. So when Amisha was in Galus from Babel, Rachel could cry over them, right? Kol Barama, like Rachel Mavak, like she's crying over them. So what's Yaakov saying? Like, 
bracha wasn't supposed to be taken away from me. It wasn't supposed to be like this. But Hamal Chagot, she'll be she'll be watching over you, right? So we see that the avos are so interconnected into our daily lives, and I think the Mishnah Bureau is what, what what the Chavetz Chaim is trying to tell us that when you have kavana in that first bracha, that first bracha of Magen Avram, we have to recognize that whether we're whatever we're doing in our lives, we are descendant. We, we could be the, we're the sons of Avram Avinu. We have that strength of Avram, that strength of Shachris. We have that. We have that strength of Mincha from Yitzchak. We have that strength of Mar from Yaakov. We have. The, the strengths of the Avos are within us. And if and it's it's such a disgrace to not have Kavana in that first bracha. It's as to say, yeah, you know, like, I hope Hashem answers me. I hope I could think Hashem in Modim. I hope Hashem answers our prayers in Shema Kalina. But to say that I'm as great as Avram Avinu, to say I'm as great as Yitzhak, who am I? I'm nothing, you know? It's such a disgrace to not have proper Kavana. And that's why I think it's so important that when we, when we open our sitters and we say that, or whether we close our sitters, whatever, however we connect to our davening, when we have kavana in that first bracha, when listening this basis, this, this confidence within us, to, to, to be strengthened with an avodah Hashem. And I think it's so awesome that our tefillah, our tefillah is there to allow us to continuously work on ourselves. And to, to have that, it's so hard for me personally to feel confident as, as, as a Jew. You know, like, especially now that I'm a bit older, you know, I'm supposed to be showing people what it's like to, like, have this direction in our lives. Like, how can it be, how can me wearing my tzitzis show that I should wear tzitzis? Me wearing my kippah, me choosing to, it's hard to choose to come to the base, you know? I'm in camp, like, it's the first year I'm ever really, you know, trying to be a bit something more, not just, you know, in camp, not just living through the motion, trying to be something more, but it's hard. How am I supposed to feel that? I can feel so lost. But we have to remember, we are the sons, we are the daughters of Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov. We have this unreal potential to be like them. And we, that kavan, it's so beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. That we have this first bracha to remind us that, that it's not so far away. You know, there's the song, Kikaro, which doesn't really talk about anything like this. But it's a, it's a cool message. Like, the words of the Torah aren't far away. No, no matter what we do in our day, we, we could yell, we could lose our patience, we could, we could feel like the scum of the earth. But Hamalach Agoloti, right? We are the sons of Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, the daughters of the children of Avram Yitzhak Yaakov. We have this huge love from a, from Shemar, from a Kaddish Baruch onto us. We have this huge, like my brother touched upon this in his Chabura. We have this huge potential to be these. No matter who we are, who we were in the past, who we were today, even even when we screw up, we yell at our campers, you know. We, we don't feel well, you know, we're tired, we fall asleep, we miss shahs. We have this huge potential, and that's what this first brach of Shemanah is. It, it's this reminder that we have the potential to be something greater. And I think, just in general, that's the whole cool part of Tzvila as a whole. Tzvila is this kavua time, this fixed time, where we're able to totally designate to Kaddish Baruch. Everyone around us is designating time to pray, and just to look into the sitter, and like, I'm a huge believer in the article English. Like, no matter what, like, you know, you feel like, wow, like, I'm kind of dozing off, you know? Read the article, read the English, you know? There's so much, I feel so connected to it. It's not, I know, let's just try to go for the Hebrew, but if not, read those English words, read, read what they mean, read, A, how we are sanctifying Hashem. There's also the bracha in Shurans, Atah Kadosh Vishim HaKadosh, right? Hashem's holy, His name's holy, but what else? Kadoshim, Kadoshim. Kadoshim Kadoshim. Yeah. 
right? Kedoshim every single day. Us, we're holy people. We're praising a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We are, the, we are holy people. We have it within us to praise a Kaddish Baruch Hu. It's a rule. Or like, or like Goyim. We're a light to the Goyim. We, we have this ability to bring such light. This is what the tefillah is. The tefillah is like a therapy. It's like a little therapy maybe, I guess. Like obviously you should try real therapy like if it's good for you. But like, but like, like tefillah has this ability to like really, I feel like people connect to tefillah in so many different ways. And I think just taking the time with it and really allowing it to be something that's personal. You know, making it like, Avram's like, Avram Avinu, like we talk about that that's your, like that's your father. That's your, that's your Avotinu. That's, that's who you're. That's who you're connecting to. You're not connecting to this gado who you have to tremble. You have to, like, most, most likely, like you'd stand up for him, but like you don't have to think of him like that. Like that's your, like that's your father. It's like someone who loves you. Someone that, 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 that sacrificed his whole life just for you to be here. He would be so happy to fact to see that you're, you're, you're spending your summer helping Jewish kids, you know, connect to Hashem, or just simply to have a good time, you know, to bench out loud. Like, do you understand how proud Avram Avinu I think would be of you? Be of all of us. How proud Yitzhak of you. They'd be so proud of the work we're putting in. The fact that we're dedicating our time to be here. I think it's so special that, I think it's really important that we recognize that. Another like short little like, piece is that I heard that like, it's peace. Just a, it's, a, it's a fact. That when you lose your kavana during tefillah, that doesn't mean that you need to restart. There's no halacha that you have to restart. It comes up between halacha. That if you're next to a bathroom and you smell a bad smell, you might have to restart. If, you're, if you hear or listen to a song in the radio, that you might have to restart. But strangely enough, when you actually do zone out, you don't have to restart. If it just happens to be that you're zoned out, you don't have to restart, you just keep on going. Because that's what our, our connection to Kaddosh Baruch Hu is. That's how, that's how we should look at ourselves. We are not people who screw up. Maybe we screw up here and there, but you keep on going. You move on. We're all great people. Once again, I'm repeating it a lot because it resonates with me a lot. You know, so I, like it's a bit vulnerable. But like I, sometimes I really struggle with confidence. You know, I struggle with like, how can I be someone great? Especially when I become old and you have responsibilities. You know, you're trying to, there's a whole concept of imposter syndrome. Like you don't believe you really should be where you are. And I, I resonate with that. It's like, I don't feel like necessarily I deserve to be where I am all the time. But you have to remember that we are the sense of Avram Avinu, you know? You screw up and you lose Kavana and Davening, it comes up in Davening. You lose Kavana and Davening, you keep going. No matter what, that's what it is. You always keep, always keep going. There's, there's nothing stopping you. You're great. You're doing great. Just keep on going. Get back into it. The fact that you're able to recognize you lost your Kavana, good. That's a good thing. Get back into it, you know? The fact that, the fact that only after you Davening realize you made a mistake, that's fine. So that means tomorrow you can realize, wow, yesterday my Davening was a bit rocky. Today it could be better. I think that's beautiful, you know? It's so easy to come to camp. You know, you're in a new environment, especially this year. Baruch Hashem, there's a lot of great changes. But like, there's changes this year, you know? And, and it's so easy to be like, wow, that sucks. The campers are going to hate it. I hate it, you know? Where is everyone? It's so dark, you know? It's cold at night and it's hot during the day. What the heck's going on? It's really easy to get caught. It's so, so easy. And I myself, even today, like I get caught up in the negativity that's around. But you keep on going. Look who you are. You are a, des- a descendant of Avram Avinu. You have this, you're davening every single day. When you open up that sitter for Shachar, for Mincha, for Marv, when you say that first bracha, recognize that like, wow, Baruch Hashem, I'm great. You know? Obviously you shouldn't be, I'm great. <laughs> you shouldn't be like, I'm great, but you should recognize like, Baruch Hashem, I'm great. Shachar, I'm getting the opportunity, you know, to have a great day with my campers, you know? Night, like, like there's so much... Camp is this unique opportunity where you're able to, you know, be Lamala Binateva. 
You're allowed to be a step up from nature. Nothing here makes sense. Literally nothing here. And like a week from now, you're going to be wearing the craziest things. You're going to be singing the wackiest songs to these campers you barely know. And, and the truth is that they get so, in, they get so into it. Like it's, it's unreal to see like this environment that we make in camp is, I think it's magic. It's, it's so true. That's what campers take away. It's like they, they walk away like, wow, like, I was just part of something magical. That's what camp is. And when you take that tefillah, like, you recognize that, you know, like, you have this chilek in the Torah. You have this chilek in Amisha, like, Asher Bachar Banu. Another part of tefillah. Asher Bachar Banu. What does that mean? HaKadosh Baruch who chose each and every one of us to be part of Amisha. To be where you are right now. To be, what's well, Madrid, whether it's to be Obanut, Afiya, Skan, Rashida, whatever it is. We, we, here was such an important role. And I think we, like, we're so lucky to not just be in, to be in camp, you know, so, nicest people in the world, but to be able to have our davening and to spend the time a bit maybe, hopefully in our davening, and it's really able to resonate with our avos and, and take this confidence, right? There's an idea of what's the difference between a nava, right? It's crazy. Two weeks ago we read in Parashas, in Parashas, three weeks ago, America is different, right? That Moshe was the most honored person in the world, the most humble person in the world. Who wrote the Torah? Moshe. He's writing, he's the most humble person. The last stuff of Sota. It says that Rebbe said, it says that once Rebbe passed away, there was no more humility in the world. But right after, I think it's Rebbe Zera, who says, no, that's not true, I'm still here. There's still humility. How does that make sense? No, I'm the most humble person in the world. Like that, that's a parad- paradox. Enigma. I don't know. A paradox. How does that make sense? Contradiction. Machlokas. How does that make sense to say I'm the most humble person? Because a Nava is recognizing where you shine. Recognizing I'm great as an Ada Aleph Majir. That's where I'm meant to shine. I'm great in Yacha. I'm great in here. And recognizing even though this person's doing this, this person's doing that. We're all descendants of Avram Vinu. We all are going to have the time. We all are going to connect to Davening in our own way. We're all going to read these words and we're all going to can it, we all are going to be able to take the time and recognize that within that first brach of Shemanashe that, wow, I'm, I'm part of something bigger than myself. I'm part of something special. And camps is awesome opportunity to recognize that. You're in your bunk, you're in your yidah, you're in your tafir, you're in your nav. And you have this amazing ability to like, you know, make something great. Um, I don't know how long I'm supposed to go on for I hope I can do this again, hopefully with a bit more Torah into it. This is my first time trying this. I hope you guys liked it.